I told you Maggie can't be trusted. She ain't do nothing but bring all kinds of death to people's houses. Leave her out right where she was, like I said from the beginning. God isn't here anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, Father Gabriel has left the building. Welcome back and happy dead day, all of you. Woo! Um, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the, wow. I, I just got a couple of wows and a couple of angries, of course, as you heard about the whole Maggie thing. Um, yeah, welcome back to the to the White Bear TK podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am the glory. Should I be the glorious one this week or the magnificent one? I am the magnificent one, and not standing next to me or sitting next to me right now is dead air. So. The reason why you're getting this late is because honestly, I forgot. We forgot. I remembered, but then forgot. Then I remembered again. Had we recorded this like we were supposed to a day or two before, then this would have been done. And since the other person isn't here, there were some other issues too. But she'll be here in a second. At any rate, um, if you hear a lot of background noise, that's because we're not, I am not in the, uh, in a little tiny booth we call a studio. I'm actually sitting in my living room with my foot up because of an injury that perhaps we'll talk about tomorrow if you, if you show around, if you hang out for our Tuesday, uh, show. I'll tell you about it, but today we're not going to talk about that. But that's the reason why everything is sounding or coming through to you the way it is. And the rattling and tearing of foil is some delicious chocolate chip cookies I can't wait to get my teeth into. But speaking about getting our teeth into things, come on, folks. Father Gabriel, God ain't around here no more. Um, let's just hang out with there for a second. Gabriel has changed so much. And we were watching Not Bro Nation earlier today and looking and listening to their thing. Oh, let me tell you a reason why there was a confusion with us and why not, not doing this. And I didn't realize that we did the second episode already. Because we just got finished watching earlier today the fourth episode. AMC Plus really messed up everything. We are a week ahead of you and mostly everybody else who doesn't have AMC Plus or whatever I, I maybe it just maybe it is with amc as well because what they did was they allowed amc plus people to get it a week before so a week before they were supposed to have the walking dead uh season 11 um premiere we had it like a whole total week before 
So I was expecting that they would hold off on on uh, episode two, but they didn't. It followed immediately after that, and then episode three, and then today we just saw episode four. And so, of course, obviously, we're not going to tell you what happened there yet because you have to see it next weekend, um, if not this weekend. I, I, like I said, I am totally confused because they messed up how things are, are coming out. So that's the reason for a lot of confusion on our part. So Gabriel has changed a lot. You know, from the sniveling coward that he was to getting to become the man of faith that he should have been from the beginning um, when he was the pastor of the church and never really giving up on his faith. But, you know, he's gone through a lot. And like, you know, many Christians and many Muslims and many people of whatever faith you are, they go through a lot of stuff dealing with doubt and so on. But can you imagine trying to hold on to that little bit of faith that you had in God and in, you know, uh, um, the goodness in humanity, going through this apocalypse, looking at the dead that's rising from the graves, literally, and battling with these people and dealing with some of the most twisted people in the world. You know, there's the governor, and after the governor, you know, the people who were the cannibals at Terminus eating folks. And then we come down to one of the most twisted folks, not maybe they weren't the worst, but the whispers. You know, now we're back to, you know, battling human beings that are just, you know, the, uh, the, uh, what, what do you want to call it? The, the run-of-the-mill crazy people who, you know, just going around just being evil, the reapers. They're, they're not all that bad. I mean, to me, they look like Negan and the Saviors, but they're not like Terminus. Yes, they were mercs. Um, but that's a bit of history that she just let out the bag from over there that you won't know because that's in the next episode. If you're going to be over here, then be over here. So anyway, um, they were... The people in Terminus were whacked out their minds. The Whisperers were crazy too. At least the leaders were. So I think the you know the reapers are the run of the mill bad guys. I don't really I don't really think they're anything and we have yet to see the Commonwealth. But anyway, so to see Father Gabe change to the person that he is right now was a very interesting um uh character arc. I don't want to say character arc. I guess you could say character arc. Right, character development. It was a very interesting character development to see who he is today. So, you know, just imagine you trying to hold your faith through all of that other stuff. And then living through that time period, living through all these other things. And then you have to deal with the evils of humanity. And, you know, be challenged by that. And it's so funny because we usually do see him battle with that and struggling with that. And then there are those times when he has chosen... That he will be the executioner. He has spoken for God. He has heard the answer. And that is it. Uh, the guy who he killed in the cell. Remember that guess, this guy? Yeah. So why don't you ask God? Say God told me to kill you. You, you, you got to get closer. Come on. Well, I was going to go get some, some broccoli. Okay. So she was saying that um, <laughs> the woman who was in the <laughs> And the prison said, why don't you go ask God? Would you go ask God? Yeah. And he said, what? He said, God told me to kill you. 
kill you. Yeah, God told me to kill you. And then Gabe did it with a straight face. Just killed him. Um, in this one, he did not say God told me to kill you. He did not quote anything from his faith. But the guy was just looking for some mercy. And he's just like, I'm not giving you any. You know, they're just walking through the woods and they get attacked. Like, I'm not giving you any mercy. And just said, you know what? God's not here right now <laughs> anymore. And then kilted him. He kilted at him. There you go. He kilted at him. And the reaper is no more. I found that extremely interesting. I love um, the development of Father Gabriel. Um, I love the, the character development of um, Aaron. You know, Aaron was, Aaron was a bit of a buttercup. Aaron was a bit of a, uh, um, a dreamer in a way. And so it's, it's interesting to see his character change. And now that he's a dad and, and raising the girl by himself. So, and he's changed. Now he's become a leader in the community. Um, are we still calling them saviors yet? Yeah. No, not saviors. They're not saviors, they're survivors. Yes, he was a bit softer um, back when his husband was alive. But he was also the one that always went out to like, recruit people from Alexandria. So... I would like to say that he was always the fighter of the couple. <laughs> the fighter of the couple. Yeah, so, you know, he always had a, had a decent heart, and he would be that adventurous type of guy that went out. So those are two very good characters. I, I liked how they have developed over the years. Now, getting back to the attack, right? Was this the one the attack, or this is... No, yeah. the second part ended on the attack, right? And three opened up with the aftermath of the attack, correct? It was like just ending. Right, it was just ending. And um, the dude with the two swords that we talked about last yeah. week, he is gone. He gone. I didn't like him from the Don't beginning. Cut open. I didn't like him from the beginning. So now let's get into the star of today's show, Maggie. <sighs> It was all about Maggie, and then maybe we'll talk about the thing with the horses, but Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. There are a couple of flaws, and I'm really not liking the writing thus far in season 11, but you said something very interesting. She was being chased down. The guy throws the knife, and what does she do? Oh. She didn't take the knife out of the out of the wall before she started running. And thought about taking it and using it. Yeah. She just left and ran. Yep. So I'm like, well, that's kind of smart. You might need that a little bit later on. But I guess Maggie disagreed with us. It <laughs> went about her business. Oh, yeah. And... You know, and like I said, you know, with Gabriel just walking, you know, these, they were all just walking. It was it was her who said, let's go with this place because they got some food. But they're just walking at night and then they get all attacked. And I said from the beginning, she brought a lot of trouble with her to Alexandria. Yeah. I'm thinking we need to just tell Maggie go on with herself. And that was before she hit Alexandria. Right. Because a lot of her, well, like most of the ones that were left were at like her little safe house or whatever and it got burnt down. So I was like, before you even reach Alexandria's door, you're bringing in trouble. Yeah. So now they have to deal with these Reapers. 
And so now we go through the whole thing. Maggie's running, and that's why I guess why it's called a hunted. And so the one person's chasing after her. She runs into the building. She gets out of the building. She almost not escapes as the person's come out from behind and snatched her up. <laughs> and then took a swan dive over the rails. That was a very good jump scare, though. Yeah, that really was. I wasn't scared. Game make me jump. I was. And so uh, nose dive off the rail. And I'm sorry. Sometimes I laugh at certain things you probably shouldn't laugh at, but it was kind of hilarious. So now Maggie escapes. Right now she's outside, and who's the first person she runs into? Um, she's not outside yet. She's inside the building. Right, she's inside the building, and the first person she runs into is Jersey Mumblemouth dude. Enid's <laughs> ex-boyfriend. Enid's ex-boyfriend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what are you looking at? What are Whatever it is. Former, former, because she died, so it's not really... Anyway, yes, her former boyfriend. Who got hinned up right away. Mm-hmm. He yeah. snatched. Hey, Mag, whoop, 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 And that was it for him. Mm-hmm. And um, he getting the stuff and beat out of him. She tried to fight him. And then here comes Negan to save her life, which is number two. And saved her raggedy life again, or was number two when they got outside the building. And so, you know, the young kids all stabbed up. And, you know, Negan's like, let's go. We need to go back. But she's stopping. No, we need, we need the food because we don't get the food. We're going to stay. We go there. He's like, nah, Maggie, let me tell you something. Star. Right. He's like, Maggie, nah, 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 sister, let me tell you something. I know these people. I did a similar thing. Basically, exactly. That's exactly what he said. Listen, I know about theatrics. I know because we we already know how the saviors used to do it. They would, you know, put stuff up there, block the roads and do all these other things to get you to do one thing to see how much people you got in your herd, thin out the herd and do all so. And they doing some extra stuff extra stuff that the saviors didn't even do and so Negan's like listen Mags we need to go because you can't handle this we can't handle this and this kid is hurt let's get him back but she wants to push on so then they decide to drag him out and push him on and he goes and then there's some screaming and he goes what never mind he goes what no 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 that's later about what I was about to say no so then, you know, they come out and they start walking and hear some screaming. And he says, right, go towards it. And they scream. And I was, I was agreeing. like, uh, I'm not, no, no. You screaming and yelling for your life, I'm out. Wow. I don't know what's happening over there. Sorry. I might get caught out. Just turn out, it was just walkers. Yeah, it was just some walkers and one of her friends. Agatha. It was Agatha. And Agatha. It was Agatha. Oh, and Agatha no. was nursing Big Bro. My fellow ball brother was laid out, gutted. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't even know. I Listen, they was on the screen like five seconds. That was the last episode. Yeah. And when we first saw them, they was on there for five seconds. I didn't have enough time to remember their names and didn't care. All I know, it was metal-faced dude looking like Iron Maiden. And um, the one with the two swords. So... But yeah, so they go towards a thing and he dies and then she tells Maggie to promise to get her home. Eh, wrong answer. 
she didn't quite make it either. So now they got to go find some place and they end up in an abandoned church. You know, I've been in a lot of abandoned churches on the show. Have we? Yeah. I don't know if Gabe was the first one, but remember when they found Gabe? Um, yeah. And then Alexandria had one and they were there. And that's why they, they had their meeting was in the church. Just yes, outside yes. the door. Just outside the doors of Alexandria, and then of course the Savior's I birthday. They down. built that though. Oh, they fixed it. Wanted to chill. Um. So yeah, and we gonna say about Negan? So later on. It wasn't about. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. So, Jersey man goes. I'm not gonna make it through that that town alive. No, you ain't. Oh, well. So they start gathering up their food. Well, Maggie does. Snatching up the food. Leaves it there for him. Well, first of all, she didn't want to leave him behind. No. And Negan's like, well, he got to stay. And, and he knew he had to stay, too. He knew he was slowing him down and he was going to make it. And then she started going, well, it's easy for you because you didn't make it. Oh, Maggie, stop it. She was like, come on. You, you got to go. No. No. I was thinking just straight up kill him, but. Yeah, he wasn't dead yet. You can't kill a man who's alive yet. And so, uh, yeah, so now she's, she's you know, getting mad at Negan. Tomorrow. It's easy for you to make those decisions because you did it without caring for life and so on. So, and I love, I love his comeback. He ain't said nothing else, but when he got up and was like, like I'm annoyed with this. I ain't, ain't going to do this nonsense, but say what, what he said. You still got to make the choice, though. Yeah, exactly. It don't matter how you feel about me. You still got to make a choice. Either we're going to drag him and drag us down, or we're going to leave him here. That homie, go, homie goes on his monologue. You want to know why I left him and came to stay with you? Oh, my goodness. We don't care. Well, we don't really don't. We really don't care. We really don't care. And I, I'll get back into Maggie in a bit, and then we'll go off, and uh, we'll, we'll take the little information break and get to the horses. But here's the thing that Knockbrough said. I think we kind of said was we were watching this. And then they stepped outside and bang. She about to get snatched up. Negan saves her again. And then there's that one scene. that We need to go back to the exclusive thing and see this. There's that one scene where after he bashes in the head, saving her life, bashes in the head of the zombie with the crowbar. And he has a crowbar just hanging and with the blood dripping oh, off. It wasn't a zombie. It was a reaper. Okay, it was a reaper, and dripping off the off of the crowbar was the blood, and his hand just hanging down like Lucille. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh!" And then he panned up and saw her. I was like, "Man, you lucky! You lucky he was there. Else, it wouldn't have been else. It wouldn't, she wouldn't have been. It would have been over for her." That's right. Got anything else for this part? Nope, that's All it. Right. All right. Oh wait, I do have another thing. What? Um, I, I don't remember if it's the producer or the director, but you know, his name is up there in the credits, the opening credits all the time. Greg Nicotero was the walker that killed Agatha. Okay. And apparently he's been like in there being walkers for a while and I haven't known about it. <laughs> I feel like a fake fan, just a little. All right, back in a moment. Now that we have your 
attention for the next few seconds. We would love to hear from you. Your your questions, your comments, whatever it is you want to say, your dislikes, we love to hear from you. And you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. That's whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. And while you're also there, you might as well check us out on YouTube. And you can find us at the Whitebeard and TK Experience. And on Instagram and the same name of Whitebeard and TK Experience. Where you can continue to follow along with our adventures on our Friday Night Adventure Show, where we'll be showing you some of the places that we've been going on our hikes and the recent road trip that we have been on. So go check that out on YouTube, the Whitebeard and TK Experience. And you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. Thank you. And just like that, we are back. Thank you for coming back. Well, while someone else is grabbing the rest of cookies out of the oven, I'd offer you some, but I can't really give it to you, now can I? But just know this. Just know this. The smell of the chocolate chips baking, chocolate chip cookie baking through the air is sweet. It's like a small slice of heaven on earth. Speaking of baking, this is a very good segue. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Aaron is inside the old, uh, Alexandra Storehouse. Remember? And then uh, somebody said it harkens back to the old days when it used to be full. And when Negan had, oh my gosh, I can't remember. But remember the, the name of the girl who used to do the storehouse? Yep. And what did he say? You got a fat woman? He didn't so, use the word fat, but he said, you, something about like you worry about food. You got her watching it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, about the food beast. I said, you worry about food, got her watching it? Because she, she was a little on the chubby side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thickens died, man. And then she was really nice. I liked her. And her, her death was horrible. It was really, really horrible and shocking when they when she got killed. That's the one that got the arrow in the eye? Or she got the she died the other way. It might have been a bullet. Right, okay. I don't know if it was the bullet or the arrow. One of them. But anyway, so he's inside the storehouse where um where Carol is and Carol's looking for some stuff and she's about to go out and he's like, You know what, we got some work for you to do. You haven't been working at all. She's like, You know what? Well, we need some horses. I'm going to go back and get the horse. Like, we don't need the horse. We need to work. Well, listen, <laughs> we can't move but so much. So I'm going to go find the horses and then come back, and then we'll be doing this other stuff. So she takes um, uh, the the young lady with the with the slingshot. Kelly. She takes Kelly, Magna, not Magna, the other girl. Magna. That was Magna? Oh, she took both of them. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They look similar to me on, on screen, so if I don't see them side by side, I get the names mixed up. And I never remember their names anyway. Madge, can you can you think of that? All these years, I haven't remembered their names. So she took Magna, Rosita, and, and Kelly, and they went out to go look for these horses. A really nice scene. 
when they find the horses, a very beautiful, a very beautiful. Good. Okay, before that, Rosita was in the woods, like looking for food, and she like picks these mushrooms, and Carol comes like around the bend, I guess, and she's like, no, 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 not unless you want Coco tripping. <laughs> I'm just like that would that would be fun, you know. You're a baby, and you baby just, Coco, like woo. Uh huh. You baby. won't be crying for the next five hours. Nah, that's all I had to say. Coco won't be crying. Coco will be <laughs> out. Baby Coco. I don't know why they call that child Coco. Yeah. So then after that, they go out to look for these horses, and you know, had this very nice. We're going to this western town. They find the horses. And they're gathered over there, so they go to start picking up the horses to bring them back with the rope. Kelly was pathetic, couldn't rope a daggone gold, gold pulse, is it? Gold pulse? What do you call a thing? Not a gold pulse. No! Uh, um, a post. Whatever. She couldn't do that if you paid her to, so I don't know how she was going to catch the horse, which she didn't come close to catching the horse. And then she pulled some old horse whispering routines like, no, put the ropes down. They're not running. They want to come home. So they come in with the spoils of war and they walk in with all these beautiful horses galloping through town. Meanwhile, the kids are gambling. And Judith is making all the money. Ha! Now, the kids were gambling. They had a nice little talk. And um, what's Maggie's boy's name? Herschel. Herschel. Little Herschel was saying, do you miss your moms? Or do they say whatever it is about them going out? Um, which is interesting. I, I, you know, how, how they're doing him and Maggie's character. It's like they're kind of just bringing him in and just having him leave. Which we all know Judith is the leader of all the kids. Y'all need to stop that. But they give him this great dialogue, you know, talking about when their parents want to go away, that they say these things to keep them from being afraid. I think Judith said that. And then Herschel goes, no, it's to keep them from being afraid mm-hmm. when they leave us behind. Yeah. Which Judith should have been able to figure that out. But anyway, so it was a really great scene to have all these kids around. And it just reminded me once again, how are they going to end this year? Because for Judith in uh, Hello Brother, who gets five words every other episode. Jay something. They have no parents. Yeah. Both of their parents have left the show. They're gone. So they're just going to end this 11th season without them ever getting their parents back. And it's like insane. I mean, if they do the movies, then... You should be fine. I don't but. care about the movies. The movies don't make any kind of sense. Or maybe they'll just bridge Fear the Walking Dead. Because what's supposed to be, they can't bridge it unless they move it forward. Because the Rick Grime movie, as they keep talking about and promising is going to happen, is going to be in the theaters and blah, 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 blah. It's supposed to be his time of where he is right now. Mm-hmm. So... They're, they won't go back to this. So it's going to be interesting, and we've already heard or has been rumored or, you know, basically said that Rick will not be in season 11. Right. 
don't know if they said Michonne was going to be or not be, but it, it would be a terrible ending for these children not to have their parents come back, at least one of them, yeah, and come care for them. I mean, the poor girl has gone through the whole freaking whisper of war. Judith has killed walkers and human beings during this whisper of war, including a family friend who she put a knife through the head. Without her mommy and without her dad. Who? Judith. Who did she kill? Um, the older guy who was taking care of them. I think it was a blacksmith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's crazy. So anyway, so they had the kids talking and her then... was there for a while. She wasn't there during that time. Wasn't she off on the island at that point? Oh, I don't know specifically at that point, but she was there for the Whisper of War. Right. And um, so Carol comes back with the horses and we already knew. I, I already said so. Yeah, they starving. They're going to be eating horse tonight. Yeah. Because we know Carol be making all kinds of food. She done made food out of acorns. Uh, and beets. And beets. And <laughs> Possibly rat. No, no, no. No, well, no, the rat escaped. The rat did escape? Yeah. Okay, well, she didn't have rat soup. Some vegetables, like two carrots from the garden that they had. Yeah, she made stone soup basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so now they had to eat the horse, and I think she turned into a jerky. I was like, it was like, like horse barbecue. Yeah, it looked like it was horse barbecue. <laughs> so we were watching Knock Bro Nation guys uh, do their their reaction video and talk about it. And said, "Would you eat the horse?" The guys like, no. I'm like, listen. Yep. We starving. I'm be like the natives, like the native nations, baby. Be like, thank you for giving your life, and I'm having a horse Which, for dinner. Listen, if it was a zombie apocalypse and I was starving, first of all, it would take me a while to actually probably get to the the starving part, especially since your body starts eating your fat first. Okay. It would probably take me a while to actually die if I was starving. Nah, <laughs> I, I doubt that. But listen, Daryl Lucky. Because I'd have been looking at dog right now. I don't think I could kill my own dog. Somebody else would have to kill it for me, and then I'll cook it up. Whatever. So, yeah, they had a delicious horse barbecue, and um, the kids were eating it. (laughs) You ever eaten horse before? Herschel was just like, just chew it quick. Right. Have you ever eaten this before? Right, right. And so now, and now, first of all, the survivor kids have eaten a lot of every all kinds of stuff, but at one point it was they're basically vegetarians because they really didn't have a lot but, of meat to eat. But listen, Carl had so, it bad. Carl had it bad. You remember that time before this when they had no food and they had to go out and the houses around them still had food in it and they were searching. Mm-hmm. And Carl was about to bust open a can of dog food. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Have you ever tasted? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I know what dog food tastes like, and you're gonna be like, "Well, have you ever eaten it before?" No, I know what it tastes like because of the the jelly bean game, the bamboozled one, bean boozled, mm-hmm. and it has a dog food flavored jelly bean, and I got it one time. It was disgusting. That's how I know it was bad. Probably is tasty. No, 
It's not. We need to ask Daryl. You've seen dog who sandwiches. But yeah, so they they had to eat the horse, and uh, and Judith was saying, um, "Just eat it; it'll be okay." And someone asked Herschel, "Have you ever eaten? Have you ever eaten like this? Yeah, on the road with my mom." I'm like, why are you trying to play this boy like he had it rough when we know they had it rough? I mean, they probably both did, but he had a place by the coast, right? For a while. Like, when was you and your mother eating a horse? Maybe when you was with that group. Anyway, I'm just trying to say, you know, the writing of bringing her back and writing her and her son in here. Uh, I think that they should just take it a little slow because they like browbeaten that they had it all this rough and everything else as if everybody else that we've been watching all these years while they were gone didn't have it rough. But that's that's about it. Um, I have no more to say about that. But yeah, that that was just interesting. And I was like, as soon as Kara had the horse, I'm like, I know what she's doing. It's either going to be steed soup, steed soup. Yeah, horse, yeah. Pork steed soup. And Magna was like, Carol, whatever you're doing, I know you're doing. Horse head barbecue. Whatever you're saying to Kelly, whatever you guys are doing, you need to stop it. We're giving her false hope. Yeah, just shut him and go back. That Connie's alive. And I agree with that. But it's nice, you know, you, you want her to still have this hope, even though we know she's alive. But like, it's a zombie apocalypse. You need to at least get her prepared for what might be. True. But if Kelly wants to look for her sister, let Kelly look for her sister. If Kara wants to work off her own guilt that all this happened, then let her do that. Let them do what they need to do for themselves. They were not looking for Rick how long? Michonne was out looking for Rick for years. Daryl disappeared and left everybody looking for Rick. And then came home. And was she not part of the group then too? So she needed to shut up, go about her business. No, well, Daryl was looking longer than anybody. And yeah. both Carol and Michonne were out there. They were just like, okay, I guess. But more Carol was like, okay, it's time it's time to come home. Yeah. And he was like, no, I gotta stay out here. So this was an interesting week. I liked that we were able to actually see stuff happening on the screen. It wasn't short and super dark. And um, waiting for next week. Actually, we already saw the fourth episode. So we're waiting for next next week. Yeah, we're just waiting to tell you about it. But yeah, we're waiting for uh, episode five. We source four, and uh, we'll catch you next week to catch you up and uh, let's talk about that. So anyway, so what did you think? Let us know and all the other good stuff. And we shall see you right here tomorrow. And if not, for all you walking dead people, see you next week. Say goodbye. Bye.